Hello, you're about to listen to the movie mixtape with Dirk and Marcy. Two is our lucky number this week. It's our 22nd episode, our second episode of the Monsters Mix. And I've gone with 1990s Gremlins 2, a really bizarre, weird, chaotic movie that I hope you love as much as we do. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the mix. With me, Dirk and Marcy, and it is the second episode in our Monsters mixtape, and it's Marcy's mm-hmm. pick. How it you is. doing, Marcy Dale? Uh, drowning in stress. How are you doing? <laughs> you threw that back to me very quickly. Um, <laughs> I'm doing all right, thanks, I suppose. What film are we doing? What film have you picked? Uh, well, I guess it works for whatever was going on with the introduction to the show but i picked um <laughs> gremlins 2 directed by joe dante and uh starring i can't think of anybody's name right now but there's a phoebe bunch cates. of people from the first movie yeah phoebe cates john glover i can't even think of the main guy's name right zach. now zach something who plays billy he's back uh so so as you can see, I've come fully prepared for this uh, episode. Go me. Um, but yeah, there, oh, Christopher Lee. Sir Christopher mm-hmm. Lee is in this movie as well. So 1990s Gremlins 2, um, that's what I picked. And I'm looking forward to talking about it. <laughs> are you feeling a bit, are you feeling a bit stressed? Is it all, is there, um, is there a, a female gremlin with, with lipsticks walking around your ankles no, up there trying to, uh, no, we, we know you. where she's, she's at. We know where she's at. Okay. And I'm going to get into her in a little bit. <laughs> I actually, we'll talk about her in a little bit. So, uh, but I do, I do love Lady Gremlin. She's pretty fascinating. Uh, to say, and we know somebody who really, really loves Lady Gremlin, but we'll get we'll get a little bit more into. That. <laughs> <laughs> Are you all right though? Then you bit you bit struggling. Yeah, I mean, I've been struggling, but this movie was fun to watch again. Like I said last week, this is a comfort movie for me. It's very weird. Um, it's a hard left from what the first movie is, but you know, I kind of have an idea of what to talk about. Um you know, like sequels to movies and, you know, what is a better sequel? What makes a better sequel? I personally think this is better than Gremlins 1. Uh, maybe some people will disagree, but I just love how zany and I don't know, this movie doesn't hold back and nobody in it hold, like holds back and it just goes for it. And, uh, you know, we'll definitely talk about that um, some more <laughs> as well. But before, before we get to that, though, um, I listened to you on the rankings episode about the Pixar movies. Oh boy! Yeah. yeah. What about what about uh, Wally being number two? Yeah, but I told you. I thought we talked about this a long time ago. I thought like you always knew Up was my number one. Not sure Pixar I did know movie. that. <laughs> Not sure I did know that. I mean, it's uh-huh. a, it's a difficult. I mean, it's difficult, isn't it? You know, I, I can mm-hmm. admit. 
that that's a difficult decision you had to make. You were placed in a very uncomfortable situation. And sadly, at moments of stress, sometimes we make the wrong choice. And that's what's happened on that episode. That's what's happened on that episode, isn't it? Wally is number one in my heart, though. Like, just Wally himself. If it was just Wally doing cute things, then yeah, that would be a number one movie. For sure. Have you seen the film? It is Wally doing cute film, cute things. No, there's some annoying people in it, you know, and there's some... (laughs) Like 2001 A Space Odyssey ripoffs. Marcy's hatred. Well. Marcy's hatred for human life has come to the fore <laughs> once again. Is rearing Sorry. its ugly head. Let the cute robots take over. I, I welcome it, please, and thank you. Well, that was a great episode with you, Ty, and Danny on rankings. Everybody should go check that out. That was a really good episode. I had a great time listening to that. It was a lot better than the Pokemon episode, just, so I'm just thankful. Stop bringing up the Pokemon episode, Lady Ty. I can't. Lady Ty, a painful death <laughs> like those Pokemon that uh, Danny made up. Um, oh, my gosh. You know, just, just let it go. Just let it go. But yeah, I'm all right. Thanks for asking. Um, doing all right over here, over in England. That's where I live. I went to a, I went to a party the other day. Guess guess what time that party started? It was a fortieth birthday uh, party. It was a fortieth birthday party. Guess what time it started? Mm-hmm. Three o'clock. What time did you say? Three. What time? Three. Three. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't being I wasn't being purposely uh, indignant. Then I just couldn't hear you. Your audio dropped out. You were nearly right. It started like at two o'clock in the afternoon. Oh. Two o'clock in the afternoon. What's oh wrong gosh. with them? What's wrong with them? Who starts a pie at two o'clock in the afternoon? Like, you start a pie at two o'clock in the afternoon if it finishes at six o'clock in the afternoon when you're my age. <laughs> if you want me to be asleep on the couch with my feet up by about 7.40, then start a pie at two o'clock. So we never, we didn't get around there till five though. So we were smart. We were proper smart. <laughs> but yeah, I went out, did went to was, a pie. Was everyone asleep by the time you got there? <laughs> they were when I started talking to them. <laughs> oh, oh, ouch. Oh. Pushing my glasses up all the time, telling them about me, me movie podcast opinions. Well, did you have fun at your party? I don't know. Who has, put, who has fun these too. days? Does anybody really have fun? I don't know. I mean, I can have fun just not while well, moving into a new house. So. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I can have fun just not with other people, which I was kind of kind of, yes, sister, yes, sister, there with you. Also true. <laughs> well, yeah. well, uh-huh. crack on and talk about Gremlin Sue because I know... I know Joe Dante is listening at home with his uh, Bluetooth headphones on, waiting for us to start talking about this, his movie. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Oh, Joe Dante. Joe Dante is, like, really... I don't know. I really... I do love Joe Dante. I think The Burbs is, is a perfect movie, too. Um, I don't know. I just really appreciate him. And Gremlins and Gremlins, too. Big fan. I don't know. I did say I was going to bring up the Lady Gremlin again, so I think now should be the time I talk about her. Oh, my gosh. So I actually, I got a wedding invitation in the mail. (laughs) And it says, you are cordially invited to the nuptials of Greta uh, Gremlin and Kevin Kablas. Oh, finally. (laughs) It says, ceremony at 11 p.m. under the moonlight, dinner served at midnight, finished with a late night swim to bring the party. So she did want to add a little how they met story. (laughs) it's so cute it's a really cute story so 32 years ago she says she was just a little lady gremlin in the big apple with about a hundred of her friends Mm -hmm. there was a brainiac a big old spider and a bat among many other gremlins and she was having the time of her life singing and doing her numbers chasing around people (laughs) 
And then she locked eyes on this beautiful man. And he, at the time, was going by the name Forrester. (laughs) And, uh, you know, she tried to make some advances on him, but he, you know, was being hard to get and everything. And then as, you know... Nighttime was rolling in. They were all having a party downstairs. You know, she went up to go get her man Forrester <laughs> to let him know that you're going to go spend the night out on the deck. And like, luckily for her, she went upstairs. Everyone else got melted and electrocuted <laughs> in the lobby. But she found Forrester and he was there <laughs> waiting for her. <laughs> but she was now a wanted criminal. So Forrester <laughs> decided to take his half day. <laughs> and decided to move to Columbia with uh, no longer Lady Gremlin, but renamed her Greta and renamed himself Kevin Cavlasto. And now uh, Gremlin marriage has been approved in this country 32 years later. And they are finally settling down and they are getting married. Um, And then Cavlasto has a note for you um, on here. He wants me to give you your invite because he didn't want to pay for postage. (laughs) So that uh, that's where I was coming in with the Lady Gremlin story. Uh, she's getting married to our dear friend Kevin Cablasto. <laughs> well, tell Cablasto I'll go when I'm sitting on the bride's side of the church. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I would be too. She is a stunning, mm-hmm. stunning creature, I gotta say. And how about her turning tragedy into something beautiful there with, like as you mentioned... <laughs> the horrendous death and electrocution of all of her siblings and yet she finds love in that moment what a beautiful story gremlins 2 i know the new batches i'm so happy for her (laughs) (laughs) didn't even care didn't even care what's going on because all she could think about was kevin (laughs) kawas well thanks for that marcy that synopsis that's what happens in this movie, isn't it? We're going to a wedding this summer also we have that to look forward to i'm gonna buy a new hat that's what you do when you go to a wedding. I might even buy a fascinator. That's a type of something you wear on the head. Look it up. You can use Google or ask Jeeves about that if you don't know what that is. <laughs> what the heck is this movie, Marcy? <laughs> um, this movie is a masterpiece, I think. I don't know. I just love that. I think Joe Dante, I think for years after the first Gremlins, they were really trying to get him to come back and make another one. Because the first one made so much money and he really, I just think he didn't want to make the same movie because really what else can you do with these little guys? Uh, You get Gizmo wet and then they show up and what they terrorize Mm -hmm. a town. So he just decided to make it as weird and as fun as possible. (laughs) And I kind of wanted to talk about, I sent it to you earlier. You've said like, or you said you've seen it before, but there is a great Key and Peele skit. Where, uh, so Keegan Michael Key is like the head writer for Gremlins 2, and then, uh, Jordan Peele shows up and he is like the sequel doctor, he calls himself. His name is Star Magic Jackson Jr. And they're going around the room and they're, they're saying what they want to add to Gremlins 2, and he has all of them like create a little gremlin. <laughs> uh, you know, there's the Brainiac Gremlin, the Bat Gremlin, the Spider Gremlin, the Lady Gremlin, um, the, <laughs> And then the last guy's like, why don't we have the Hulkster in this movie, like Hulk Hogan? And and then like Jordan Peele's like, and I'm just going to add a vegetable gremlin for the heck of it. <laughs> and and the end of the skit is Keegan-Michael Key going, none of this is happening in the movie. And then the tagline pops up, all of this was in this movie. And I just I just love that skit so much because I can only imagine like the meetings that were had. Um, oh because... <laughs> 
One person attached to these movies is Steven Spielberg. And I think he did have to cut some of it out. Um, I think the movie was even a little bit longer than what it is now. I think it's like an hour and 46 minutes. And it was a little bit longer and it had way more extreme crazy gremlins. And I think Spielberg even had to tell Joe Dante to pull it back a little bit. But I just love the sequel so much. I think it's so much... I I think the first movie is, like, great, and I love it, like, to pieces. But the first one is a little scary, is a little dark. Um, I know I had trouble with it when I was little, like, even how mean um, the gremlins are to Gizmo, because Gizmo is so cute, and I love him so much. And, And in this movie, like, they just decide to have so much fun with it and be super weird, and I love that nobody holds back from anything, and even the people in this movie, they should be like, what the heck is going on, (sighs) and maybe not even try, like, acting or anything, but everybody really is giving it everything, like, even Hulk Hogan's, like, cameo, he's really, (laughs) he's really funny, I don't know, that's just how I feel about this movie, I think this is, like, a definite better sequel, because it's just not what you're expecting at all, but it totally delivers on so many ways. (laughs) But what do you think? Are you, like, in the same realm? Or do you think, like, maybe the first one is a little bit better? Or where are you at on your gremlins? Where Where is my gremlins um, rating system falling down? Well, when you said that we were going to do gremlins 2, I was pretty pumped for it. Because I haven't seen it in a while. <laughs> Shock horror. Um, but I have seen it before. And I do love the gremlins as a thing. Like the gizmo, excuse me. We were talking about a cute guy before in Wally, but here we go, Gizmo. What about that guy? He's he, he's a cutester. Oh Flipping it, buy him and stick him in stick him in my house. So I'm into Gremlins. I kind of wish I'd watched the first film again because I think mm-hmm. that they really do riff on a lot of stuff, probably from the first one. And when I was watching this, having not seen it for about a few decades, I was going, <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. I was like, this film is an absolute hot mess, isn't it? It is an absolute, <laughs> it's an absolute hot mess. I couldn't believe what, what they were getting away with. And it just felt like a series of vignettes where we get to meet different, more absurd gremlins each time. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was waiting for the next the next one to turn up on screen with avid anticipation. And But then I was kind of thinking, well, it is a bit more of a... Um, it's not quite as full a movie as the first one, which feels a bit more... Like, it's that traditional sort of monsters invade, I don't know, a small town and then people band around to, mm-hmm. to, to protect them. And this really just, like you just said, it felt like they just went for it. They were just like, they were just writing mm-hmm. down whatever came into their head nine o'clock in the morning over their coffee and just filming it that day. That's what it felt like. And um, <laughs> and so I was kind of a bit, I was kind of a little bit lukewarm on it, if I'm on it. But then, oh, wow. yeah, but th- well, lukewarm in that kind of way when I had a good time. But also, I just thought, well, it's just showing us a load of flipping gremlins, this, isn't it? Could... <laughs> <laughs> Rather than anything else. But I do, I do have, there's definitely things in there beyond that that I do enjoy. I was reading some interviews with Joe Dante about like what he wanted to do with the film. And I think it comes down to what you were saying about um, sequels and the idea of sequels. And, uh, and um, you're right, he didn't want to really do a sequel i think for a long time and i think primarily because he found gremlins one real hard work because like when was that like 80s mid 80s 84 85 something Mm -hmm. like that and they were doing this whole film with these little puppets and he found it really difficult to sort of do to physically capture these these things as as 
as actual people with it, well actual creatures with emotions and reactions it was hard work so he didn't really fancy doing it again and also he felt like why why do we need another gremlins movie you know the first gremlins was so good and mm-hmm. and i think the obvious answer to that which he knew the answer to was cash money it made mega bucks mm-hmm. absolute mega yeah. bucks didn't it uh, yes think it was the first think gremlins one was the first film produced by amblin is that how you say it spielberg's production company and it was this huge massive hit massive hit i mean massive everywhere you know these gremlins were you buy these little gizmos in all the all the different shops and so they were they were begging joe dante for a sequel and um and i think in in the end what happened was well, you said to me like um, off air. He he did it because he got to do whatever he wanted, <laughs> was it? <laughs> and I think yeah, yeah. And I think that's it. I think that's how they swung him around. And they said, "Look, if you do it, you just give us this film. Give us this film, and you can do whatever you wanted, and whatever you want." And so what he did was make a sequel about how Hollywood sequels are kind of ridiculous. And then when I sit down and think about that, and I look at it and go. <laughs> Joe Dante, well played. Well played, yeah. sir. This is well done. Well done. <laughs> um, my huge comparison to this movie is your boy, uh, Sam Raimi. I mean, look at Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness. I mean, <laughs> Evil Dead 2 is literally Evil Dead 1, but with humor. And then Army of Darkness is like <laughs> the most ridiculous thing ever. And I just love that sometimes sequels don't have to be what we expect. Sometimes it's so much better when it's not exactly the same thing, just like a photocopy of it. Like, why not just have fun? Why not just do something unexpected? Why not just completely go crazy <laughs> mm. with it? And that is exactly what this movie does. That's why that Key and Peel skit is so funny, because when you're listening to someone just say it out loud, you're like, oh my god, that should never work, and that should have never happened. But I'm I'm so glad they made this movie, like, every time I watch. I just get so happy. And I think, like, even when you're watching the movie, like, where they work, everything is so gray and bland, and nothing gets really lively, and there really isn't color until the gremlins kind of show up. And even when their guts and their blood is everywhere, it's still adding color and, like, (laughs) some kind of weird sick whimsy to the whole thing, especially, like, when uh, Phoebe is in that elevator (laughs) and comes crashing down. (laughs) And, like, there's so many little smashed arms underneath it and the other ladies wait and they're like, we'll get the next one. And, like, (laughs) it's it's just so funny. But I love that it's also making fun of itself. Um, The rules for what turns Gizmo into a gremlin or what turns, you know, like, well, you can't get Gizmo wet because that makes more gremlins, which, but the bad kind. Gizmo is perfect and he's good. But, you know, if you remember the first one, there's Spike, he's really evil. And this one, his name's Mohawk. He's basically like Spike. And then they can't eat after midnight. What's the other rule? I can't remember. So there's one yeah, other so rule. If you get, if you get oh, Gizmo's yeah. a mogwai, isn't he? And if you get him wet, mogwai, yeah. if you get him wet, he reproduces asexually <laughs> it's the impression <laughs> i get and then so you can't feed them after midnight because that's when they a, a mogwai turns into a gremlin and mm-hmm. and then and it's, it's sunlight light. yeah sunlight can bright kill light them. kills them mm-hmm. yeah very what? set rules like vampire <laughs> rules they aren't they they're like yeah, yeah but you know what they are and you have to follow them but i love that like you know there is a scene in this movie where billy's trying to warn these like security guys about it and they're like making fun of like 
well, what if they eat at 11 and they get something stuck in their teeth or whatever? And then, like, the next thing you know, like, one jumps up and starts chewing on the guy. <laughs> but I, I just like that, you know, this is a satire. Nobody's listening to Billy. No one's listening to Katie, the two people that have dealt with it. And then all these, like, horrible things <laughs> happen. And even, I actually think the guy that plays the boss, uh, Mr. Clamp, um, who's played by John Glover, who I know best as Lionel Luther from yeah, Smallville. That's how I know him best. Um, he is really funny in this movie, how he just wants to do everything but for personal gain. Like, even at the end of the movie, when, like, the building is, like, completely destroyed, he's like, oh, I'm not worried about the building. And they're like, really? He's like, yeah, we're con- we're insured. It's okay. And, like, <laughs> but, you know, it like him and like the whole army SWAT team trying to get in door by door and all the mm-hmm. doors aren't working and he, he eventually gets in but he has like a secret passageway to get out oh my gosh I think he is really funny um in this so I just I just love that nobody's listening to them and then we just keep getting more and more gremlins and then just so many bad things happen uh but then there's like this super secret lab with all these different potions so we get like the brainiac gremlin who i actually really love the brainiac <laughs> gremlin i think he is so funny uh what do you think of the smart gremlin does he annoy you or no he doesn't annoy me i like him as well but i think oh my gosh um can i come back to something that blew my mind when i realized it which is just something related to what you said you said it's like mm-hmm. a satire and mm-hmm. it, and and the moment when you realize this is a satire of the first film you know mm-hmm. it's are you just like my mind is blown like like what are they doing <laughs> he so didn't want to make this sequel joe dante did he mm-hmm. he really didn't want to make it and so then he's like right if i'm making it i'm making uh, making a flipping parody of that very first film you know and that's what mm-hmm. you get in stick it in your pipe because that's what that's what i think yeah. you deserve and and then i think when you when i when you when i recognize that all of the kind of the stuff we like well it doesn't quite hold together like the first film of course it doesn't hold together like the first film it's that's, that's <laughs> That is the point of the film, and so I think when I was sat there watching it with me old, we old, me old man eyes, and I was going, "Oh, it's just a bit not quite the same, is it?" I don't quite remember being like that. But then when you sit down with it and ponder it with me brain, that's when I started to really kind of appreciate <laughs> what they were going for. Uh, but coming back to what you said, I can't believe. Well, I can't believe that in this massive building, what with TV stations and tours going on all the way they have a whole floor dedicated to genetic engineering (laughs) (laughs) and i thought at the beginning when we first meet christopher lee who's this mad scientist that he worked for mr clamp but he doesn't Mm -hmm. work for mr clamp does he i thought it was like clamp had employed him to do all this genetic research for whatever for for nefarious Mm -hmm. means but he's just renting some space in his building So he's, yeah. just rent, he's, he's just renting some space in his building and getting malaria-delivered brown envelopes <laughs> to inject into all these things. And so then some of his some of his minions come across Gizmo, I think, in the streets, don't they? And yeah. take him to the lab. That is the onset of the chaos because they've got all these flipping potions knocking around this lab. <laughs> And they they get at various different points through the film. They get injected into different gremlins. And we see all these different versions of gremlins. And the brain, brain gremlin, is that his name? Brain gremlin? Brain gremlin, but I call him like the brainiac. I think brainiac just works better, but I think he's just simply called the the brain gremlin. He made me laugh out loud a few times. Oh my gosh. Um, I think he was, he went on like a chat, he went on a chat show with the, um, the, 
the Dracula guy. <laughs> Grandpa Fred. Yeah, his <laughs> name's Grandpa Fred. <laughs> and he was talking about like how how they just want what everybody wants. They just want to be civilized and civilization. And then he pulls out mm-hmm. a gun from his pocket and shoots one of the gremlins in the head. And he turns around. Was that civilized? No, probably not. (laughs) I mean, even how you were talking about how, like, Christopher Lee is making, like, or has all these diseases in that lab. But I love when the Brainiac Gremlin first, like, pops up and is talking. And he's like, do you want some diseases? We can give you some diseases. (laughs) Like, what is he doing? I think one of my favorite scenes, I'm just going to talk about it now. um, But it's, it's... It's towards the end where they're all in the lobby together because they've, like, found this, like, Broadway backdrop of, like, it looks like Moscow at night. And they put it up in front of the building. And the plan is uh, they moved all the clocks, I think, ahead by three hours. And they're going to drop they're going to drop the backdrop so all the sunlight comes in and melts them. But they all just start singing. And it starts with the Brainiac one. But they all start singing New York, New York. And every time that starts, I just... I just start crying from laughing because it's so ridiculous <laughs> oh, and it's goodness. so funny. And I wish they would just let them sing the whole yes. song because, oh, it's it's just so good. Like, I know we get a little number from Lady Gremlin and that's fun and everything. But the, the New York, New York bit, it's, it's just pure gold in my <laughs> That was my, oh, I had two overriding thoughts when that kicked in. One, what drugs were they taking at the time? <laughs> And two, why couldn't they just let that play out and we get the whole oh my God. song? It, remind, <laughs> it reminded me a bit of this story about Queen, the the music band, and they're, they're playing Bohemian Rhapsody for the first time to like their manager, or Freddie Mercury is, and he's playing it on the piano. And then he just stops at one point and goes, and this is the opera bit next. And everybody's like, what? The opera bit? And I can just imagine in the, <laughs> in the screen, where they were doing the script for this, and they just stop and go, right, and now this is the musical number with the gremlins. The what? The musical number with the gremlins? <laughs> oh, bloody pump it into my veins, mate. More more musical numbers, please, in all oh, our films. Man. It's so good, though. It just, like, the smile on my face when it's... And you know it's coming, too. And they're so happy to, about... The, I, I kind of wish they would have been set free just to see what they would have done in the city. <laughs> like, even, like, when they're, like, panning around all the different ones as they're getting ready. Like, one has, like, Dining at Midnight... Like a book on that. And it just what I love about this movie is every time I watch it, you just pick up on something new because there's so much going on. And like even all the gremlins, like there's so much detail put into them. Like, you know, they're singing that song. There's the vegetable gremlin and one grabs like a little olive off of him and puts it in his martini. And you're like, these guys are so (laughs) great. (laughs) Like the first movie makes you like absolutely terrified of them. Other than like when they're going around singing Christmas carols, that's pretty funny. And they really love Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, which is referenced back in this movie. Um, But this one, they just seem like they're just there to have a good. I know they're, like, attacking people, but, like, who's to say these people weren't attacking them first? Okay, let's just be honest. So, you know, maybe they're just defending themselves. I don't know. But these guys just look like they want to party. They want to go out. They want to have a good time. Yeah. Well, and I, I, don't, I don't think you're being a gremlin apologist there. I, I, I think they get a bit of a raw deal in, in this. They, 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 they exhibit some violence. Sure. But mostly, <laughs> mostly they're just messing with the machinery, aren't they? Which is the joke, gremlins mm-hmm. in the machine. And, you know, they, mm-hmm. things stop working when the gremlins are around. The first bit of brutality that we see is Mr. Clamp putting a gremlin through the shredder. 
Oh my gosh. I, and even now that shocked me. I'm like, oh my god. Who 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 is this film for? That that got that got a bit bloody. That green blood everywhere yeah, as this gremlin is blood. fed through a paper shredder. Yeah. I wasn't and happy. I mean about that. they they try to get uh Phoebe up to the right floor and then they get kind of stuck, you know. But also like, you know, when Grandpa Fred's doing his interview, the one's like putting his cake powder yeah. on him he's helping him out <laughs> and then there's all the ones on the phone and they're trying to sell and buy stock and they're going bye 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 sell 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 <laughs> they're just trying to help people out the one lady doesn't know what topping she wants on her frozen yogurt so the one pops out to be like you don't want this one you know they're just really <laughs> they're just really doing <laughs> the best that they can but people are so thrown off maybe by their appearance i don't know oh, so typical I, of I, human human behavior that isn't it marcy judging books by its oh covers makes goodness. me sick to my core um i will say though they still are kind of mean to gizmo in this it's like gizmo is like the goody or goody i'm sorry <laughs> goody two shoes <laughs> or whatever and they just are like no we're not having any of that we want to go have fun i do think what is really funny gizmo is a lot braver well he gets there eventually but gizmo is more funny in this movie too like even whenever um so billy tells katie that gizmo's there and she has to take him home because he has to go to a business dinner or whatever and unfortunately she goes and she picks up the wrong one how did she pick up and the wrong they how have... did she pick up the wrong flipping grandma well like, it's been a while it's I been mean, a while on. since she's seen she was traumatized by those monsters in that <laughs> first film and she can't tell which one the nice one is come on put yourself together Kate. but i love when gizmo's in the vent and watches her take the wrong one and he does a little <sighs> and rolls his eyes like not this shit again are you kidding me and like the sass on him in that moment but this is really like a good Gizmo movie though too. I I gotta say, Gizmo's little song is so cute. Breaks my heart. The first one I have a hard time watching because they are so mean to him and I get really sad for him. But you know, and then the ending's really sad of the first one where he, Billy has to give him back up. Um, but this one when Billy finds him again, he dims down like the lights in the bathroom. And it just kind of reminds me of like when I hold Mochi, like how happy Gizmo is to be with him again. And he like kind of curls his eyes and or like closes mm. his eyes and like curls up and holds his finger. And you're like, oh, they're they're back together. It's mm. so cute. Um, and then even at the end of the movie where like they're going to take him back home and he's like, do you have cable? Like, do you have MTV? And, he, <laughs> and like he's asking Billy like what they have. But it's really cute when Gizmo finally has enough. And, you know, he was watching Rambo in the beginning of this movie. And we see him do, like, a little trading montage. Not that it goes well, but he does get the courage, you know, to put the bandana on. He finds, like, the paperclip and rubber band, and he makes the little bow and arrow, you know. And he does kill the spider gremlin, which well, I would say the spider gremlin is pretty bad, so, you, you mean know, he, like That's one of just, the scary ones, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's, that's, like, no thank you. That's, yeah. He has he has ensnared is it Kate and Marla, the other lady in this. I think just Marla and then Kate Kate's trying to let her uh, out yeah. even though she shouldn't really. <laughs> <laughs> but let me ask you this. Um mm-hmm. are the um gremlins in this film then? Are they Gizmo's children? Is that how it works? I've always looked at it as siblings, but you know, maybe they are his children and they're like we're not listening to you, Dad. <laughs> We're doing what we want to do. But I always looked at it as, like, siblings. I don't know why. Like, I've never that, thought of it as anything else. I mean, that is some tough 
love from your parent, isn't it? When he fires a flaming arrow in, in, <laughs> in into his own offspring. That's, I was a bit yeah. concerned for, for the way that he disciplines his children in that moment <laughs> with, with murder. He disciplines them with murder. <laughs> but his kids had really pushed him over the edge, so, you know... <laughs> They weren't just watching YouTube for too long. I just want to add one other thing, too. At the end, like, right as they're about to, like, annihilate everyone in the lobby, Billy comes up with a plan. I also love that, like, the neighbors from the first movie come back. He's, like, clearly traumatized from the first movie. But he comes back in and, like, fights also with them. But when they're coming up with their plan uh, to defeat the gremlins in the lobby, and Billy's like, I need you to spray them with the hose. And he's like, Katie, get a box for Gizmo. He's like, Marla, keep smoking. And then, like, <laughs> And he goes and takes care of it. This movie is just so goofy and silly. And like you were saying, like there's like a weird vampire guy giving the news the whole time. Who and he just picks up a random guy that's been touring the building to film the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And just all the different gremlins showing up. I just love it. I love that there's like a a random dentist office in this building. You know, <laughs> everybody's so game. And and the other great thing about it is it breaks the fourth wall like so many different times. Like there. I can't think of his name right now, but there is a film critic that absolutely despised the first movie, and he actually has a cameo in this movie, and he's, like, doing a movie review of the first Gremlins, and he's like, who wants to watch these weird little guys? And then they end up getting their revenge (laughs) and, like, taking it out on him. And then there is a great scene where, like, the movie stops working, and the Gremlins have taken over, like, the projector room, (laughs) and Hulk Hogan has to, like, threaten them, and then, like, apologizes to the audience about the Gremlins, like, screwing up the movie, but, like, I I don't know. I love that one in in the cinema for a couple of reasons. The fact that when they change the the reel, they put on something called Volleyball Holiday. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just all these, like, a 1940s city film of some girls playing volleyball. And you've got the one mum who comes out with her kid, and she's arguing with the, the usher in the cinema, and she just says, I thought the first film was bad, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> just all these, all these little cute moments like that. Well, that actually, so that... That got added to this movie because in the first movie, there was a mom who dragged her daughter out of the theater because she was so disgusted by what was going on. And her daughter actually ran away from her and went and finished the movie by herself. (laughs) So they were making and she like she like threatened Joe Dante and like wrote a lot of nasty letters to them in the studio. And so they just thought, well, we'll just make fun of you, too. And so that's why they added that into this movie. Very. I like that. I think Joe Dante no was just... No one is safe. Joe Dante was just like... It's that proverbial thing where he picked up a piece of paper while he was talking to someone and he was just flicking them the Vs behind the piece of paper while he made this film, wasn't he? And did you... Know, you probably did know this, Marcy. But did you know mm-hmm. that um, when they mm-hmm. released it to a home video that that scene was changed? Yeah, yeah. I did know that. Yeah. I've never seen it, but I do know that it was changed to to look like when you're watching it at home that it was getting messed up. And I, I can't imagine being in the theater when that first came out and being like, did something happen? And then <laughs> um, like seeing their little silhouettes. But I love when <laughs> they're doing like regular, like a bird, a rabbit, and then the ones like Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> which Abraham Lincoln is later again brought up in this movie and like it's traumatized. Katie, for some reason or another, you never get the full story. But I just, I just love weird things so much. 
And I think this movie is so weird, but for all the right reasons. And mm-hmm. I just love that everyone was like, whatever, you know, and it didn't make much money. <laughs> I don't no. think anybody really cared well, about it. Like, you know, I think I'm sure the studio did. I think the studio did. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I think the studio cared. I don't think Joe Dante cared. Mm-hmm. I think he was quite happy to have been given a nice paycheck to have a laugh with his mates on this movie and just mm-hmm. come up with whatever idea he wanted to do. What mm-hmm. was some, so? What were some of your other favorite bits then? What do you What do you like? Or should I tell you some of mine? Oh man, I I guess tell me some of yours because I basically have gone over like okay. my favorites. But yeah, tell me some of yours. Yeah. So I like microwaving with Marge. Um, oh, she's so great. She's so great. <laughs> I would never eat her food, but she's great. Food looks dreadful, but I like that we get these. These little little snippets of TV shows that are being filmed in there, and that's just mm-hmm. like such a dreadful looking TV show. But I like the way the Gremlins <laughs> pronounce microwave. Um, we have mm-hmm. we have um, a, a celebrity chef over here called Nigella. You probably know Nigella, right? No, I'm she not pronounces familiar. microwave Sorry. like this: microwave, and uh, <laughs> and it just sounds like the the Gremlins were pronouncing it like Nigella pr- pronounces it. I like cook- I like microwaving with Marge. Um, what else do I like? <laughs> I love how she just has like she's not upset that these grandmas are here. She's like, you don't put utensils in the microwave, and like that's <laughs> all she's really saying. To them. <laughs> I laughed out loud when that one gremlin took a photo of the other one with his Polaroid camera, and the light oh, vaporized him. <laughs> so just there's quite a few little gags like that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I suppose Clamp. He's a bit like somebody, isn't he? Oh, he he's so funny. He, yeah. He's a bit like um, he... Donald Trump. To me, anyway, that's who he comes across <laughs> as, as this guy. And, it, and at first I thought they were positioning him as a bit of the villain. So he's the owner of the building. He employs Billy, who's a conceptual artist, and Kate, who is a tour guide in there. Um, and I think he, I thought they were making him out to be the baddie, but he wasn't really the baddie, was he? He was just um, a mm-hmm. bit of an idiot, bill- yeah. billionaire. Um, and there were maybe soothsaying the future there ever so slightly because I think that is a little parody of, of Donald Trump at the time with his big buildings in New York City. And mm-hmm. I like Billy and Kate. Aren't they just like a wonderful couple? Aren't they just like mm-hmm. I'm a so really happy. cute and innocent couple? Yeah, I'm so happy that they like are still together after the first movie and that like they're living in the big city, you know, living out their dreams and everything. Well, maybe not. You know, maybe it'll get a little bit better <laughs> after all of this. I, I think they're really cute together. And I'm so happy it's the same people because I really enjoy both of their acting. I think they're both... I think Billy... Like, I think Billy guy that I had a crush on growing up. I'm sure he looks so different now, but he's really cute in these movies. And and then like Phoebe, she's really cute too. And <laughs> and I just love how like everybody reaches their breaking point in this movie. Like she goes through that elevator trauma um <laughs> and she's like, "Oh my gosh," but she's still freaking out a little bit and then the one flashes her and then that's when she's like, "Enough." And she like kicks it and like <laughs> but like you know, um like Billy gets there too with them and I just I think they're great together. I think they're like the only really other than like maybe the neighbors um from the first movie they're kind of like the only good genuine people also mm-hmm. like they're not looking for money or they're not looking for self-gain they actually he just wants to bring gizmo home but it is still kind of making fun of billy too where it's like well i gotta go to this dinner and gizmo should be fine uh in this cabinet right <laughs> like we'll just you know we'll wait like you didn't learn anything no so, the first so what we're doing here is we're reporting in blame 
for all of this at the door of Billy. And I think it's well deserved because what a terrible decision. Putting that, mm-hmm. putting the tiny little monster that if you're getting wet, he reproduces into um, hideous versions of himself. Put him in a drawer and leave him <laughs> while you go out for a meal with your sexual predator yeah. boss. Well, that's a great idea, oh isn't gosh. it? But I do love whenever like that janitor is drinking from the fountain and the water keeps almost hitting Gizmo mm. and he's like, no, like, no. And he keeps trying to make it not happen. But of, of course it, it does. You know what's going to happen. Oh, those guys are so dopey looking too. Like, I, <laughs> like the key and peel skin. Why don't we have one with googly eyes? I'm like, there is just one with like googly eyes. I love, I don't know why though, but watching gremlins smoke cigarettes is like one of the funniest <laughs> <laughs> like they know immediately like what are bad vices let's get some alcohol let's get some cigarettes mm-hmm. like you know who knows where they found everything but oh my gosh they just seem like just such a good time maybe like not the best influence but they just seem like a good time would you say that lady gremlin is your favorite gremlin no i actually really love the brainiac mm-hmm. one he really i'm glad there's only one that can talk but I really just love him and just the way he articulates everything. <laughs> but it's so over the top. Like, he drinks that potion and all of a sudden just pops up with little glasses on. <laughs> like, but nobody tries to stop him either from drinking that potion. They're just like, oh, wow, he, he drank that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, and I totally, that's the thing I'd totally forgotten was, like, it was all because of these potions on this floor. And that all we get all mm-hmm. these different versions of gremlins because of the potions, like, the lady gremlin. Why did they have a sex change potion <laughs> in that in that place? And the, what, there was mm-hmm. that one. There was the bat gremlin who gets given some kind of injection that allows him to have um, his skin turn into like sunscreen or something. So he gets. Mm-hmm. So it's. I'm um, watching it and thinking, oh my god, they're all going to get this injection and they're all going to go run rampant mm-hmm. outside in New York. But no, it's just that one that gets it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he flies outside and then gets covered in concrete, and that's it. That's the end of that storyline. So I, I thought, I thought we were gonna get some kind of gremlins invade uh, New York because I'd totally forgotten. I'd totally forgotten what happens in this film. Oh wow! And I do like when the bat escapes. It's the Batman logo mm. too. Like this movie doesn't hold back from just doing anything and like bringing anything into this movie because there is hum- like uh, there's a Wizard of Oz like yeah. sequence towards the end. Um, there's something else, too, that I can't... Well, obviously, Rambo's tied into it, but there's one other thing I'm missing. But it's just, like, whatever. We're going to make, like, a little fun of this thing and this thing and that thing. And even, like, the one gets a tattoo of the Warner Brothers logo oh, yeah. on it. And I just am so happy that Joe Dante... Like, I, I wonder if, like, everybody just turned their back and they were like, okay, he said, like, as long as he gets to make whatever he wants, there's no way he can screw this up, right? And he just was like, nobody's watching. I'm just going <laughs> to... Make this movie, and I I just love it. I love it so much. And for me, I think I think it is um you know just a definitely a better sequel. And I just you just gotta commend those movies mm. that like they're like you know we did it perfect the first time, but like we're just throwing it to the wind this movie, and we don't really care. We're just gonna have a good time with it. Yeah, I think that it's a cautionary tale in many ways. For, for sequels even though it is a success i think it clearly is poking fun and sort of saying do you really need all of these sequels in your life come on mm-hmm. do you really need it and I, yeah. I, and I do admire him for his stance on that actually i when, when you sort of recognize that's what's happening well done nice well done joe and well done for getting mm-hmm. a bit of money as well for uh 
<laughs> making your point and sitting back and twiddling <laughs> your thumbs and going do 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 uh, and, enjoy, and having a good time. Well, what about if you I were mean, going to come up with a yeah. different gremlin? If you were in that um, skit, was it Keenan and Peel? Did you say Key and Peel? Key and Peel. Key and Peel. Yeah. And Peel. Yeah. Um, what gremlin I would you come up with? Could we make one waterproof and have a mermaid gremlin? Oh my that god, that would be a lot of fun. Oh my goodness, that's pretty incredible. I like it. <laughs> what about like if they? I'm just thinking. I'm just spitballing now. You're thinking about what's in the film. What about if we got a vampire gremlin to counterpoint the vampire TV presenter and he went around with the vampire TV presenter <laughs> presenting alongside of him as well in a little vampire outfit? Oh my gosh, that would be so cute. <laughs> I do love too at the end of the movie where uh, Grandpa Fred and the cameraman are hiding in garbage cans, but they're still filming and commenting on yeah. everything going on in the lobby. <laughs> okay, so you sounded kind of like, eh about it overall but like after all of this so did you watch it just once or did you watch it twice no i watched it i watched it once and then i then then i then i was sitting and pondering it and just thinking what the heck was going on there like (laughs) and and that was when i kind of decided to read a couple of interviews with him to see what was going around that time and i must admit it went over my head a little bit when i was watching it and maybe it's my (laughs) shortcomings as a as a movie to a critic um but then when you when you see it i mean of course you know it's meta because they do all the stuff with the mm-hmm. like we've talked about you know all that stuff's going on but actually for him just to say it's it's genuinely about what is the point of sequels and so i just really wanted to hammer that home and just go crazy and then when you the penny <laughs> drops and you look at it and go this is brilliant well done full marks <laughs> full, full marks full yeah. marks mate you know if mm-hmm. this was your homework and you were turning it in a plus right now <laughs> absolutely yeah so you did you did have some fun watching oh it yeah again? oh no yeah i had a lot of fun okay. watching it but pammy was just going i don't remember it being like this <laughs> i don't remember <laughs> it being like this where's the where's the story because re- the, re- the reality is there's not a lot of story is there like it is literally mm-hmm. just here's another gremlin Here's another gremlin. This was the thing from the first film that we that we're doing in a slightly different way and, and winking at the camera. Um, so that's so it, it was like a skit. It you know in a way it is a bit like an mm-hmm. e- e- um, elongated skit, but a good one, a very enjoyable yeah. one, a very enjoyable one. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, for me, it's definitely hard not to have a good time with this movie and just laugh at how ridiculous it is and just i hope like you know joe dante also like got to win because they they definitely probably left him alone after that, that movie. <laughs> <laughs> well i think he said that he they were trying to do a gremlins animated show to come out after this and he ruined all chance of that happening <laughs> <laughs> like they literally I said mean, no we're not doing it yeah. now what a way to go, though. Like, you know, like, no, I'm. we're done doing this. This doesn't need to, like, you know, we don't need to squeeze it dry for every penny mm-hmm. that's in it. You know, kind of just going even to, um, you know, the newest Jurassic World came out, and Jurassic World is the sequel to Jurassic Park. And Jurassic Park is, like, tied for my all-time favorite movie of all time. And it's just a movie where it's, like, we didn't need sequels mm. to this. You know, nothing that has followed it has ever come even close to what that first movie is. And I know, like, yeah, they've all made a lot of money, but was it worth it? You know, was it really worth it? Well, no, I, it definitely wasn't. <laughs> it felt very pressing when thinking about that, you know, 
with your Jurassic World journey that you've been on recently, not by choice. Well, I guess by choice because you would have already always seen this one with um, Ian Malcolm Jeff. and <laughs> oh, yeah. everybody in. But absolutely, it feel it felt like a perfect time to watch this with with all of that going mm-hmm. on around us. Definitely, I'm there with you. There yeah. with you, Marcy. I, hopefully, I mean we're we're living in the day and age, and I I mean I'm kind of being a hypocrite here because one of my favorite things is the MCU, but you know like. Maybe we can pull back a little bit on sequels here. Like, do we really need a Fast and Furious? What are we on? Like, 15 or something like that? I don't even know what number we're on. People are going to keep going. That's what's making money now. So, unfortunately, I think, you know, we're just going to keep getting them. But we need more Joe Dantes to be like, let's put an end to this. We do. Okay? We do. God bless you, Joe. If you ever want to come on the podcast, Joe, and, and just give us some of your um, ideas and just talk to us about Gremlins 2, we're here for you. Because we appreciate you and we we see you. Is that it? Got anything else you want to say? Yeah, I think... No, but if there is... Okay, anybody listening, if there is a full cut of the Gremlins singing New York, New York that I have somehow missed and Dirk has somehow missed, please share it with us because I would like the full extended cut. Flip, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm laughing now because we're, we're in this music league together in the last round was like good covers and i should have submitted the gremlins in new york <laughs> new york it's so good but please if anybody has the full cut please let me know i would love 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 to watch that but that's everything i have on this movie is there anything else you want to add no uh, no other than thanks for picking mm-hmm. it uh and what a nice time i had what a nice time i had because one of the good things about knowing i'm going to come and have a chat with you afterwards is i do have a little rumination on it as well and so that gives me a bit of uh, mental clarity and, and allows me to make some of the other connections like we were talking about here about you know it being a satire of the first film and then what they were trying to do which perhaps maybe i might not mm-hmm. have done otherwise i probably would have just gone to bed probably just would have gone to bed <laughs> and that's it so thank you marcy oh you're welcome thanks for like giving it some thought to not just completely writing it off <laughs> never that's not what we do here we never write anything off here never Nothing. Never. No. Never. Michael Caine, never. Never. <laughs> but never. <laughs> speaking of music and music leagues, do you have a song to connect <laughs> to this for our ongoing playlist uh, for the mixtape? Y- yeah, but it is such a stretch. <laughs> because what can you even pick for Gremlins 2? Oh, I did forget to add one thing, though. Um, there is a Gremlins theme, and one thing I love about the sequel is you hear the theme a lot, but it's really picked up and, and really fun. And I anytime that kicks in in the movie, I'm just like, I love this song so much. I'm always excited to hear it. Um, do you know what I'm talking about, the Gremlins theme it, throughout the movie? Or, <laughs> no. no. Did you not? Oh my god, I'm gonna send it to you later. It's so much fun, but they they really pick up the speed to it in this one, and and it just anytime I hear it, I get so excited. Uh, but all right, my stretch of a song uh, for this week. So I picked a Tame Impala song because I love Tame Impala, and this is a song from their second album called Lonerism. Um, so it's like Gremlins too. It's from their second album. It's their second thing. They have a song on there called Elephant. And I love Elephant. I will. Do you know that song? Mm-hmm. He broke <laughs> okay, the mirrors so... off his Cadillac because he doesn't <laughs> yeah. like it looking like he looks back. Great line. I'll never forget listening to that album the first time. And it was so different from everything else and being like, what is this? Why? Why did they do this? But then as time goes by, you're like, oh, this is actually really good. Okay. Like, I really like this song. And every time I see Tame Impala live, uh, that's a really fun one. 
live to see, especially with the crazy light show that they do with it. Um, and then you know, like, oh, that has to be a hit because they play it every time I see them. So that's my stretch of a song. It kind of has some ties to it. I can make a weird connection if Wait, I have what? to. Wait, what? You picked Elephant. Is that what you picked? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I wasn't paying any attention to how you connected that to it because it's, got, because it's the second oh song gosh. on the second album. No, it's from the second album, but it's a song that is unlike anything ah, that came before I it. I like it. And I wasn't expecting to hear it. I wasn't expecting that song, much like I wasn't expecting Gremlins to. Mm, I like it. Go. No, I like that. Mm-hmm. We can make whatever link mm-hmm. we flipping well fancy, <laughs> can't we? Because sometimes we make links based on subjects of, you know, what the, what the song is on about. Sometimes it's just more about mm-hmm. vibe. Or sometimes it's like what I've done this time. And it is literally because it's the title of the song. And has nothing else to do with it. So I, I have gone for a song called Little Monster by a band called <laughs> Royal Blood, which I do like. It's a good song. has some good drums in it, but it's called Little Monster. And the song isn't about gremlins, but it just fits the <laughs> tile. And I can do that if I want. That's what I can do. There you go. It works. Um, and if anybody knows any songs about gremlins, maybe Coblasto and his lovely future wife do. Uh, please let us know <laughs> what your gremlin songs are. Well, I hope they've got a gift list because I have no idea what to buy them at all. Um, okay, so if you have a really good idea, though, for what a future gremlin could look like, if if you've got an opinion on... Uh, the absurdity of sequels in general or if you just want to get in touch with the show you can email us at the movie mixtape pod at gmail.com we're also over on instagram at the underscore movie mixtape and we have an email this week do oh yes do you want me to read it out marcy yeah i haven't looked yeah so this we've got an email from tim hamilton over at the steady bimco podcast tim thank you we always love the fact that that you're very good at providing us content and this is what he says (laughs) he says marcy hasn't seen spaced question mark exclamation mark question mark (laughs) get on that exclamation mark that is all big fan Tim. Now, I don't know whether that means he's a big fan of Spaced or he's a big fan of the podcast or he's just a big fan of everything in general. But either way, (laughs) Tim, thank you. Um, We're a big fan of yours and your cartooning (laughs) and podcast. But yeah, another vote of confidence for Spaced. Oh, what were you going to say? Oh, uh, two things. Mm -hmm. Tim, one, thank you. Two, Tim, the list of things you have not seen. (laughs) Don't even get me started. Oh my gosh. She's got you dead to rights there. You're like a rabbit in a headlight after hearing that response, aren't you, Tim? King of not seeing things. But I think you got a little bit of um, friendly encouragement from people in the 70mm Discord as well to mm-hmm. watch Spaced if you he can did, get a chance. Yeah. And apparently it is on Prime Video over there in the United States. That's what they said. I think I think Ismail said that's where it's at. But uh, whenever I have time again, yeah, I'll check it out okay. for sure. No promises then, but uh, (laughs) because that's what we were talking about on our Shaun of the Dead episode and how Space the TV show connects to that film. But that's a general recommendation for anyone listening to this. So thanks, Tim. Thanks very much. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Tim. (laughs) So feel free to be cool like Tim. Send us an email, themoviemixtapepod at gmail.com. But you know what? If you like the podcast, just tell a friend. Just tell a friend that you that you like it and see if they'll listen to it. And if you're one of the 22 people who have given us a review on Spotify, 
Thank you so much. That's really oh. amazing and beautiful. You know what? We did get a new iTunes review. Um, I'm not sure who this is, but do you care if I read it? Read it. Aloud? Okay, so the username is Taken098. Uh, the title is Genuine Laughter with a Heart. And it said, I just started the first episode and I am hella enjoying it. Marcy's laughter is contagious and Dirk's impressions are hilarious. And then there's the heart. So thank you for listening and thank you for the iTunes review. We really yeah. appreciate it. Every time somebody does one of those iTunes reviews, me and Marcy have a little kind of two minute party. We FaceTime each other and we do a little <laughs> dance. Sometimes we put music on. Sometimes we just do a cappella singing. So if you do as a review, imagine that is happening at the moment you click enter. So thank you. We go down to the lobby and sing New York, New York <laughs> every time we get an iTunes review. Well, that's what we're doing from now on. Right, well, um, should we tell them what's next? Yeah, I think you should tell them what's next because I think you're really pumped for it. I mean, I am, but I think you are really pumped for it. <laughs> okay, so it's our shared movie net with going along with our Monsters theme. The movie is from 1986, directed by, I think it's Frank Oz, Frank Oz, and it is mm-hmm. the modern musical masterpiece, A Little Shop of Horrors. Starring Rick Moranis, uh, Steve Martin, and Ellen Green. Oh my gosh, can you believe it? We're doing a little job of horrors. <laughs> oh my goodness. Very excited. Little shop of horrors. Yes, I am very excited too. And for all of my fellow Americans, uh, that is on HBO Max. So please, 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 please mm-hmm. go watch it or go watch it again. And Thank you. For my fellow non Americans, I have no idea. I don't think it's streaming <laughs> anywhere in the UK. I have it on Blu-ray. If you want to come round to me house, you're more than welcome. But give me some warning because the kids might be in bed. Um, but we can watch it together. All right. All right. Well, you've probably seen that's... it because it's amazing. <laughs> I would hope people would have seen it. Mm-hmm. But... but there we go. That's next week. Don't count your chickens before mm-hmm. the batch because you've still uh, got a whole seven days to look forward to in anticipation. And Marcy, <laughs> I can't wait to see you again and speak to you then. Yes. Thank you so much for letting gremlins too into your heart mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. because those little monsters need somewhere to go exactly uh, so I, I will see you next week for an even bigger monster and i look very much forward to it so goodbye for now see you later marcy bye see you later everyone suck on that you suckers <laughs> thanks kate nash is a podcast hosted by Dirk and Marcy, mixed and edited by me. Our logo comes from Iron Tooth Design. Find us on Instagram at the underscore movie mixtape and catch new episodes on Wednesdays. Thanks for listening. Bye!